Monsoon. I swear we just did this. <laughs> yeah, deja vu. Almost All like over we, again. We, All we over do a show again. Every week. I mean, yes, but it just it feels earlier this week because it is earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. So. You know what I didn't hear? What? What's that? Who did, or did our theme song there? <gasps> oh well, that would be the fine folks at Def M Records. Oh, that's right. That the Def M All Stars. Yeah. In fact, I had a conversation with uh, one of the representative of one of the representatives of Def M Records. That's a oh, very yes. difficult sentence to say over the weekend. Uh, and he said that they may be making our theme song available for purchase soon. Oh, really? Yeah. No way! Nice. Yeah, my so, new ringtone. Yeah, so people uh, <laughs> people are interested. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know uh, so we can hit us up on, on social medias yeah. at Atomic Monsoon and Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram and find us on Facebook just look for Atomic Monsoon and yeah. uh, uh, coming soon to YouTube yes, yes. yeah the tubes of you yes not quite yet we're still still working on working out the bugs working out the kinks everything yeah but uh, we know there's some people that like their podcast via YouTube rather than having to go hunt through apps and stuff so. yeah that's why I, I don't use iTunes or many of those other things I just sure. use YouTube I have YouTube music and I have the YouTube red and yeah. I just yeah I like dive it's like oh hey there's a podcast I want to listen to this an hour long I'll just download it real quick and then I can listen to it in the I car mean, I can have it you know play in the background whatever I do sure know, yeah so. I mean most of my friends you know they listen to a lot of podcasts a lot of them are on YouTube so yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I figured you know this is one more place for people to, uh, to find us so yeah. yay uh, another yeah. place yeah and it also, with most smart TVs now, you can even listen to it on your TV if you wanted to. That's true. On there. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Getting fancy yeah, up in here now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just figured more more availability means yeah. more places people can find us. Um, more, more places our fans can share us, right? So, yeah, yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and soon you can share even our theme song. Yeah. Yay. So that would be great. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yay. So what we got going on in the world? Well, you know Speaking of fans and, uh, you know, sharing things. Yeah. I, so I, I failed to mention it last week when we were recording. Okay. But uh, the Kickstarter for or GoFundMe, I, I, I'm brain farting on it now. But the is it Indiegogo? Indiegogo for it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Those you know many things. But uh, the Vox Machina crew, the uh, the people over at Critical Role. Oh yeah, they're yeah. up over eight point eight million now. Wow. They, uh, within like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the show all last week, they uh, they hit that eight point eight million mark. That's and it's still going. Lot. So. Still they're going? Setting, yeah. They're setting records all over the place. Like, they were trying, like, oh, maybe we can sit, you know, get 750000 Like, let's, you know, let's try for that. And right. They have blown that out of the yeah, water. It's, so, it's over. It's yeah, so they're doing a, a full for. series now of the, the animation that they were trying to do. And mm-hmm. they're doing a bunch of other little bonus things and stuff that they're going to throw Andy, out there as well. And you could say it's over 9000 I, <laughs> it's almost over nine million. It's almost nine million. I yeah. know. Yeah. I just someone you kind of set up the jokes. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta finish it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So. Oh. <laughs> it's almost nine million. 
Done. There you go. Yeah. And you might I'm want to adjust again. the. Yeah, you might want to adjust that when we. Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. Your ears get to bleed now. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of numbers in the thousands. Oh yeah. Uh, DC Comics made this announcement actually Friday while we were recording our last episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. They they posted that they will be adding two thousand seven hundred and thirty nine comics to the DC Universe app this week. Ooh. Holy crap. Yeah. So if you are subscribed to the DC Universe, which is the thing where they have the the Titans yeah, and the Harley Quinn show and, and all that yeah yeah stuff. and all the movies and everything yeah they had like a selection of comics yeah. um, their plan is to add all of their comics eventually um, they don't have all of them digitized yeah so this week <laughs> there's some that they don't own at all anymore that's so entirely true yeah. also yeah um, I think some of those old school like action comics and detectives I think some of those originals I don't know if DC owns some of the originals they, anymore so they did mention I think they've lost some yeah they over mentioned the years. that there was uh, one I don't remember what I didn't write down the issues I think it was detective or action comics like 342 and then 344 and like yeah we don't we don't know where 343 is yeah. so it's not up there yet Wow. We'll, we'll, when, as soon as we can, we'll put it up there. Ironically, um, you're going to have to go to one of the archive sites. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so this week, this week, so as you're listening to it, it may already be up there, uh, 2,739 comics. I would list what they are, but it's DC, so it's all the Superman stuff, all the Batman stuff, all the Titan stuff, all yeah, the Justice League stuff. All of it. Do you, uh, do you know like, what it. time frame? Like, are we, what are we looking they at? They said mm-hmm. everything that they currently have digitized from the Golden Age, Silver Age, and Bronze Age. Wow. Okay. So basically up through Crisis. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and um, they they have twelve thousand comics that they want to get up there as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of getting all the digital stuff, getting them all ready to be put in digital and format, right? Don't they already have a lot of comics already on there in digital format? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and they said that they'll keep updating stuff and it's going to be... Because you would think they would be able to, since they've been doing digital, everything they've put out since then, they'd be able to put on Right. There, you would think. Right. Depending yeah. on licensing so, issues and things like that. Yeah. I'm sure and, there's... and so part of this is it's a stress test. Yeah. Uh, they want to make sure that their servers can handle that much content going through at once. Okay. And they have asked their users to report any problems, any bugs, any issues that they have. Um, basically, hey, if you're already part of it, you're in this beta test, and, yeah. and as part of the beta test, here have almost 3,000 comics. Okay. Um, hey, uh, put a note on there for me when they okay. uh, w- when you're making your comments, people put a, you know, hey, where's my Xbox app for this? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's not a bad idea. I want to I I watch some uh, Doom Patrol on my TV. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Which, you know, you can do with Atomic Monsoon once we're on YouTube, yeah. but you can't do it with the DC app. No, unfortunately, no. I don't have it. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can. I'm sure there's some way to do it. Just sure, right. The setup that I have, I right. personally don't have. Right, right. Uh, and while we're on the DC topic, um, they remember, remember like a year ago, they were doing those 100-page giants? They yeah, yeah, yeah. Giants I can exclusive. never find every time I go to Walmart, it's right. an empty box. Right, exclusive to Walmart, and yeah, sometimes you'd find the empty boxes. Yeah. And it was, so here's 100 pages, and most of it's reprints, but we're going to give you like 10 to 12 pages of new content each each issue. Um, they finally, did the, the one-year exclusivity contract has expired. Yeah. And so, uh, or will expire soon. And so DC have announced that they are going to start collecting the uh, original stories printed in those. Um, they're going to collect them weird. They're not just putting out like, a trade paperback, um, which I thought they were going to do, but they have said instead they're going to take two parts uh, and put them in one comic issue and release them as six-issue miniseries. Okay. So Josh is giving me a really blank look. <laughs> yeah, I, that, 
So loading, loading. A lot, of, a lot of math there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that of those, make any sense. of those hundred page that giants, math meme. So, yeah. yeah. So of those hundred page giants, uh, basically ten pages were new new story. Yeah. Right. So they're taking like for example part one and part two. And they're going to turn that into issue one of Batman Universe by Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington. And, okay. and then parts three and four will become issue two. Parts five and six will be issue three. And then they'll do six issues of that Okay, comic so are they doing, too. like, dollar comics on these things? I don't know. There wasn't a price point listed. Yeah, the thing I said. Um, I love you, DC, but I'm not spending four ninety nine for a 10-page comic book. Well, that's why it's a 20-page comic book. They were taking two parts. Okay, two parts of it into right. one. Right, right. Oh, okay. So two parts of the original story become one full-length comic book. Okay. Right, so... They might be three ninety nine. They might yeah. be typical comic price, but if you don't have the hundred page giants, yeah. which you probably don't. No, because every time I went to Walmart to go find one, man, right. I'd, I'd get there and they'd be like, "Oh, there's the box that they're supposed to be in," but yeah. there's yeah. none left. Um, yeah, and I found a couple the last time I was at uh, a Walmart up by in my neck of the woods. But by that point, like we're nine issues in, like I'm yeah. not. I yeah. like the reprint stuff would be cool, but yeah, I mostly I wanted for some of the like those reprint stuff that they did, yeah. like some of the Teen Titan stories and some of the Superman ones and things like that. Those were fun stories. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, they're worth reading. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be Batman Universe by Bendis and Nick Darrington, uh, Superman Up in the Sky by Tom King and Andy Kubert, and then Wonder Woman Come Back to Me by Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Chris Harden Neat. are the three. Um, so yeah. those will be coming to comic cool. stores sometime soon this year. Okay, cool. That's cool. We'll yeah. And I imagine up. also to the DC Direct and everything else. And likely, yeah, likely eventually. So the other thing about the DC Universe. Uh, oh, DC Universe, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's going to have a 12-month delay for new issues. Oh, oh really? yeah. okay. Because you're paying okay. ten bucks a month, so they're like, "Well, we want to make some comic store sales." Well, yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, yeah, here's yeah. this new Batman comic. One year later, here it is online." Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And, I mean, because Mar- you got to yeah. Like, that would be and Marvel be Unlimited bad news for comic shops. Right. Marvel Unlimited does the same thing where it's a six month hiatus. Yeah. Between when it's released in stores and when it's yeah. up on the Unlimited app. And you want those? You want people out there buying their floppies? So. Right. <laughs> right. I mean. Uh, I, I used to own a comic store, right? Yeah. Like, the, these things are great if you just want to read comics, but boy, are they terrible for comic stores. Yeah. You know, people talk about how Marvel's uh, physical sales have been dropping, right, like since 2015. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a steady, steep slope down. I really think it's more and more people getting on the Marvel Unlimited app rather than people not buying Marvel comics yeah. out of protest. Anything. Well, that, and then also you have to take in the factor when you have a comic book shop and it's the only one within 100 miles of somebody and, and then the one store goes closes, down, right. All the people that are going to that comic book shop within that 100 miles are suddenly not buying comics. Are not buying yeah. comics yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the industry is, is very volatile and um, it is not helped by Diamond Comics distributors, which is a... Segway. <laughs> um, a segway. A segway. Yeah. Um, it's a little scooter that's about as wide as your shoulders, and you can just stand on it, and yeah. it goes forward. Um, you just kind of fall forward on it. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> you, you give it that drunk grumpa monster thing, and then it just... Right. right. <laughs> um, so Simon Furman, who wrote a bunch of UK Transformers comics in the late 80s, okay. uh, and Jeff Sr., who is one of his artists, are doing a new comic called To the Death. Um, to the Death. And... That's, you know, not really noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, but um, unless you're a big... Well, I mean, he, hey, good on them, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're I making mean, a comic. Hey, there's a new comic coming out. It's called To the Death. Yeah. But what's great about this is... Is it independent or are they... It is an independent okay. comic. Yep. So, um, good on you guys. Yeah. yeah. Comic book. Good job. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good job if you're listening. Probably not. But you know, uh, <laughs> good job. 
I didn't mean to say that their work wasn't noteworthy. I just mean, I know, hey, I know. Just there's kinda, a new comic coming out. Right. Give you a little trash right. here. It's <laughs> like, here's the thing, and then move on. <laughs> here is the noteworthy thing, though. Oh? They are not going to be distributing it through Diamond Comic Distributors. Okay. Okay, so Diamond Comic Distributors, for those of you that don't know, including Stephanie. Yep, I don't uh, know anything about comics. Okay, so the way comics work... There's a devil. Is... <laughs> um, comics are made by people and then published by publishers. Okay, hold on. I know how, what, how, what a comic <laughs> no, no, no. is, how it works, oh, okay. but... Let, let me, this, this, is okay. A, this is the thing, right? So okay. you get a, usually a writer and artist, sometimes the same person, whatever, blah, 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 a little team, uh, and they will make the comic, and then it'll be published by, say, Marvel, or DC, or Dark Horse. Yeah. Now, Marvel and DC and Dark Horse and Image and Boom and all those guys, they don't put the comics in the stores. Okay. They have a middleman, which is the distributor. Got it. Throughout the time, uh, there have been several comic distributors. However, over the course of the 80s and 90s, they all bought each other out or okay. went out of business, and by the mid-90s, we only had Diamond Comic Distributors. So oh. they are the only comic distribution channel in North America. Okay, so now this brings up the question, where are these comics going then? So they're going to the comic stores. Oh, okay. Right? But that's the only way to get them to comic stores, right? If you're if you're making comics, yeah. you want to get them into comic stores, the only way to do it is through Diamond. I think what I meant was, now that you have clarified how it all works, yes. I'm talking about these specific comics. Where are they going? I'm getting to that. Okay. Okay. So, Diamond does a pretty good job. As, as someone that used to have to deal with them on a weekly basis, Diamond does a pretty good job for having a... M word that you're not allowed to say if you're uh, working with diamond. You know, an M word that rhymes with Ponopoly. Um, if they hear you saying that, they will blackball you and you will not get your comics. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say mild, like the mild salsa we talked no, about last week. No, no, different M word. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Diamond basically has a stranglehold on the business. Um, the government has tried to step in and say, this is not legal. You need to break up your monopoly. Yeah. And the comic publishers at the time didn't have other distribution channels. Okay. We didn't have Comixology. We didn't have Marvel Unlimited. We didn't have the DC Universe app. Mm -hmm. Like, there just was no other way to get comics to readers. So if you break up Diamond, suddenly... The publishers are all going scrambling. The stores are all going out of business, and no one's getting their comics. Oh, jeez! Right. So that was kind of the, the problem that we were in yeah. for years. And it might not be a cornerstone of our economy, but it would still be a giant blow to the economy, no matter what. Happens. Right. I mean, it's like it's, it's tens of thousands of people oh, out yeah, of work yeah. immediately Jesus across Christ. the country in different states, all over the place. Like, right. I mean, it's it's not like it would be a tiny little thing. No, right. It would be a it right. Would be yeah. A good so chunk. so. Uh, to the Death will be distributed by a new distribution channel called Comic Toolbox. Um, if you are a comic store, you can go to Comic Toolbox and you can sign up for all the independent creator-owned books that they will be publishing. Oh. And you can get them directly from Comic Toolbox rather than through Diamond. So slowly I get the feeling that if this site works as well as you're probably saying it is... Mm -hmm. Diamond can start seeing business go bye-bye? Well, so here's the thing, is that Diamond has this wonderful plan where they have Marvel and DC and Image and all the big publishers mm. under exclusive contracts. Okay. And they're all on different cycles, right? So if it's a, let's say, three-year contract, mm -hmm. Marvel's is up. Well, even if they lose Marvel, they still have DC and Image for the next two years. Okay, right? okay. Oh, okay, Marvel, well, Marvel doesn't have another place to go, right? So they're going to renew, and then DC's comes up, and, well, they still have Marvel and Image, right? So they've actually got it really well 
planned out so that they're kind of going to stay the only game in town. Because if you don't have Marvel or DC, you're basically not worth... I mean, like, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, for right? sure. Because Marvel and DC own 80% of the comic market. If they, yes. So, <laughs> um, so this is going to be for smaller publishers who, if you don't want to deal with Diamond, great. If you uh, can't get into Diamond because your sales... Diamond has, like, you have to sell at least this many copies before we'll even advertise your comic to go into stores. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you if, if you advertise it and you don't meet that, then we cancel your orders. Yeah. And it's that old catch point too, like, we won't sell your comic, but you got to sell comics for us to sell your comic. Right. Wait, exactly. what? Yeah. Question mark happens. We heard you want to sell some comics. Yeah. But you have to sell comics for, yeah. to, for us to sell your comics. Right, right. Right. Um, again, I will say uh, my experience with Diamond is that probably like 98% of our stuff went A-OK smooth, no problems. Yeah. Right? So, like, they is it bad that they have Monopoly? Absolutely. Right? That should not be allowed. It should not have been allowed to happen. It's not their fault that all their competition went out of business. Yeah. yeah. But... You know, um, well, I mean, how much of that was them? Some of it was them cutting and buying out. Some of it was them buying people out, but by '94, I want to say there was Diamond and Capital City, and Capital City just went bankrupt when the industry collapsed in '96. So, like Diamond, that's not—that's literally not Diamond's fault that their competition went out of business, right? Um, Which, I mean, like whatever. It's—it is what it is. Um, But at least here, someone's doing something about it. Right, and and they're doing it with physical comics rather than the digital comics, which is where I mean that's the only other avenue, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So cool, comic toolbox. Yeah, I mean because there's some of those little tiny. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's one that does it on newsprint right now. Okay. Uh, and I know for a long time Zenoscope uh, wasn't through Diamond. So if you liked TNA Fairy Tale books, yeah, because um, yeah, there's you a few directly through Zenoscope comic companies that are uh, on their own label kind of thing and right. like printing their own stuff kind of stuff and right. distributing on their own, not through Diamond. Right. But as a, I will tell you that as a as someone who run you know was running a store, um, having just one place to go for all my comics and yeah. one place to go for all my games and one place to go for all my other like supplies, like it was a lot easier when I had fewer oh, yeah. avenues, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I also have to go through five different catalogs and be like, okay, this person I'm ordering this from, and I'm ordering this right, from, yeah. this from, yeah, right. yeah, makes it a lot easier, right? Yeah, for right. sure. Um, but yeah, so hopefully this works out, you know, and and uh, getting Simon Furman and Jeff Senior, who are industry veterans, yeah, yeah, it uh, should help. You know, this their first the, the first thing Comic Tool is putting out is this thing. Uh, hopefully it works out, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully more sure. creator-owned books uh, can go through this mm-hmm. this channel. Yeah, um, yeah. And I Wish feel like best. I have talked way too long. <laughs> but I have one last bit of oh, comic I mean, news and then good I'm information. done. You're, yeah. last, you're yeah. laying down here, man. I mean, you uh, more than we do, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, speaking of Simon Furman, um, he just got signed on uh, through IDW to do a series called Transformers 84. Uh, number Zero is coming out later this year. It'll be drawn by Guido Gui, and it's going to be a prequel to the original 1984 uh, G1 comics. Oh. Okay. So, uh, for you Transformers nerds like me, um, if you want to find out what was going on before the Transformers came to Earth, uh, the guy who wrote the majority of the Marvel Transformers comics. Beast Wars, though? Not in the comics. Oh, okay. The comics timeline is different than the cartoon timeline. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, one of the wonderful things about Transformers is that none of it lines up with each other. So if you watch the cartoon, yeah, Beast Wars kind of works with that. Yeah. If you read the comics, Beast Wars doesn't work at all. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Cool. Uh, Josh, you got anything? 
Uh, actually, I got, I got a little challenge for our uh, our listeners here and for, for the two of you, because I know you haven't got to see, go see Shazam yet, right? I think I'm going to go see it tonight with my husband. Okay, fantastic. You've seen it already. I did see it. All right. And I loved it. You liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, thought I it need was, to go see it. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic movie. It's a great, if, if you got kids... Definitely a great movie for yeah, kids. Yeah, uh, just it was just an all around fun movie. It was just a fun movie to That's watch. Fantastic. I enjoyed it. I love that. Did a spit take in it? There was some humor in there that caught it was me off guard. Excellent. Like, I'll just, prepare. Yeah, it was it was a good movie all around. I enjoyed it. But I have a challenge for everybody. Okay. So, Aquaman, yeah. directed by James Wan. Yes. A horror director mm-hmm. came through. Directed a great movie in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. He threw an Easter egg in there. Okay. Oh. Going back to his roots to the Conjuring series. Okay. So there's an Easter egg in the Aquaman, which I don't want to spoil because if you haven't seen it yet, got to find that one. Well, I guess right. now that you kind of give him the hint that he directed the Conjuring, it's, conjuring it's like, okay, stuff. now you have yeah, to yeah. look for that stuff. It, I, like, oh, yeah, go find this Easter egg that I'm not going to tell you anything about. It's Conjuring universe related. Easter all right. Egg. Okay. So, yeah, his actual Easter egg. It's an actual no. Easter egg. <laughs> so there's there's something that appears in, in Aquaman yes. very, very briefly, but once you see it, it's you can't not see it anymore. Okay. Same as in Shazam. There's a brief appearance of something. Uh-huh. Towards the beginning of the movie, I'll give you that much for it. Okay. okay? So towards okay. the beginning of the movie, so that we don't spend the whole time like, wow, I'm looking for this thing. No, no, you can pay attention to it. Towards the beginning of the movie, and they do a brief, brief uh, Easter egg from something coming from this director's background, which is also the Conjuring universe. Oh dear. Oh. This oh, director uh-huh. was the director of Annabelle Creation. Oh. Okay. So there's two references now in two consecutive <laughs> DC movies to the Conjuring universe. Oh dear. And ironically, in the DC pantheon, uh-huh. the Greek gods, all those exist, as well as the Christian deities. Yeah. yeah. So, it all works out. The yep. Conjuring universe and the DC universe are all one. Oh, good lord. <laughs> but, my challenge, is, my challenge is, is to see if, if, you, if you, specifically, because you're going to see it again this weekend, and if you go see it, or going to see it this weekend, if you go see it again, uh-huh. for you to just keep an eye out for it. And our, our listeners, if you haven't gone to see Shazam yet, go to it, and then uh, go ahead and send us a tweet, Facebook, whatever you want, about if you caught... What the Easter egg the is. The Easter egg is. Okay. For the Conjuring Universe and Shazam. Okay. And if you saw the one in, in Aquaman as well. I mean, it's out there. You can look for it and search for it. But don't cheat. Don't do that. Go watch Aquaman again. It's You can rent it. You can go Redbox. Cost a couple bucks. Watch it again. Yeah. Or if you own it already, like me, check Just it out. See if, you can, yeah, see if you can catch it. Again, pretty early in the movie that the Easter egg pops up. Okay. In Aquaman as okay. well. Okay. Okay. So, but I, I'm challenging people. See if you guys can spot it. I'm, I'm curious to see who spots it. And if you already know what it is, you know, post it on our, our comments. Let us know that you found it. You know what what you saw and everything. Just mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how many people recognize it because I caught it right away. It was for me. It was like, holy, what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> a part of me wants to do this challenge just to you know be like, okay, can I actually find it? The other part of me is like, I don't really want to <laughs> uh, because they are horror films, and I'm like, I don't really want to know what I see in the background. Yeah. But it also it was just something I wanted to ask you guys. About. About is okay. okay, so Marvel movies like they've got a formula. They, they're you know they're going to be keep doing their stuff, right? You right. Know, they're it's going to be pretty bank. successful no matter what. They know what they're doing. They've got right. they've got their system to it. Yeah, I'm wondering did DC find their system by going, hey, we're going to get horror directors. <laughs> and have them make lighthearted have superhero make movies. Have super, Yeah. You We've know? Got two, like, very family-friendly, lighthearted super movies, superhero movies in a row from DC. Yeah. Both and of them have elements to it that you can, like, oh, yeah, I can see where this director 
did a little bit of horror movie mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't scary to the point of a horror movie scary or anything. That's true. But you can definitely see the inspiration behind some of the, the villainous parts. Yeah, because you know like, like in, like bad in, guy uh, stuff. in Aquaman, the yeah. creatures from the, the trench, right? Yes, like yeah, those, the trench those creatures. Those things were which, horrifying. That's spoiler free. They Those were in the news or the US Weekly stuff. It's wait, already months, past the one yeah. month. It's on well, DVD and Blu-ray and those right now. were in the, right. the photographic stuff or like yeah, months right, and months and right. before, so. Yeah, also the movie's been out for four yeah. months, so yeah. But yeah, the trench creatures and like the whole sequence with the trench with like them circling around the Right, like, right. You can totally see the horror movie influences yep. there yep. from James Wan on that. And Shazam, it would be spoilerish, but there's 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 a group of seven. Yeah, there, there's some there's there. some bad guy elements to uh-huh. it that you can definitely see the horror influences on. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm hearing is that those that make horror movies have a dark, twisted sense of humor. That, um, possibly uh, that, I don't uh, that know, like, easily translate into a really good superhero movie. What I'm wondering, <laughs> like, where the correlation between like being able to make a positive, uplifting superhero movie and being a horror director lies. Where's mm-hmm. the correlation between those two things? I don't know. I don't know, but I do think it's interesting that the Russo brothers were uh, often directors on Community. Yeah. And then they went and made Winter Soldier, which was like well, the least funny Marvel movie. James Gunn. <laughs> that is funny. Uh-huh. Got his start. Doing stuff for trauma, trauma films. Which is a lot of horror stuff. Yeah, and one of his best movies, Art Slither. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Which he directly Easter eggs in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm. He does... Fantastic movie, mm-hmm. horror movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's, there's, there's the a formula the there. Okay, movies. okay. So uh, you know, but that Marvel's got their own thing. I'm worried about right. DC though, like because James Gunn is also coming to direct Suicide, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad too. Yeah. So yeah. it just kind of gets this interesting, like, hmm. hmm. Yeah. Could like be. and Patty Jenkins, while not a horror director, she did had, does do some suspense thrillers and things like that. Like her and Chris Pine recently just did a series about the Black Dahlia murders. Okay. That oh, was on TNT. Okay. okay. So, you know, just there's where, where she wasn't directing that, she was producing it, but sure. she also has a very extensive background in a lot of different things. And I, I Wonder Woman Jenkins. was a fantastic film, and I'm yeah. excited for 1984. And also, pretty uplifting superhero. Yeah. Film. Yeah. So I'm yeah. wondering, like, maybe if DC might have found something here, like, hey, let's get some people that do some dark, gritty stuff, but have them do it lighthearted. Yeah, so, not, everybody, the, everybody not the other way around where you're the lighthearted person yeah. doing the dark gritty stuff. Yeah, yeah, because everybody <laughs> crapped on DC for a long time about like, yeah. oh, it's too dark. I mean, even Deadpool was able to get jokes in it about right. it and everything. Right. <laughs> and, Ready for the DC universe? Yeah, yeah, which is ironic because usually in the comic books it's the exact opposite. Usually DC is right. more of the lighthearted, like Marvel's, true. Yeah. Marvel's more of the like gritty Wolverine, hey right. bub kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, whereas you're like, no, I'm Superman. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's kind of funny that the movies went the opposite direction on that. And yeah. Now they're going like, hey, let's get horror directors because they know bad guys, I guess. I don't know. I, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they I guess they know how to do really good suspense and action. I don't know. It's just maybe something about pacing. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious because I've enjoyed both of these movies. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll but figure I, it out. I thought they were good. I, I walked out thoroughly happy from both of them mm-hmm. okay. uh, just and you know I do feel that way of every cap, uh, uh, Marvel movie sure I don't yeah. say Captain Marvel movie there's only been one I can't say that for Marvel movie arguably there's <laughs> been two Captain Marvel movies now well I mean yeah, technically <laughs> the yeah, one's yeah, DC yeah, is yeah, one's yeah, Marvel yeah. right. right. this is my uncle you know like yeah when I was a kid, that was Captain Marvel. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, my uncle said that this weekend. Yeah. So but, uh, I, I'm not going to fight anybody about calling Shazam Captain Marvel. No, I don't, like, I don't it's, think it's a big deal. It's, it's like, it's, and neither one is the proper Captain Marvel. They're both Captain Marvel. It's yeah. just too why, like, yeah. Why can't there be two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all okay with two green lanterns. We're all okay with two flashes. Can, if you yeah. confuse, call one Billy, call one Carol. Right. And, and to be fair, like it makes sense for. 
Shazam to be called Captain Marvel because he can never tell anybody who he is. Right. He can't go, hey, my name is Shazam. Yes. Without turning back into Billy Batson. Exactly. Right. So, oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Because yeah. his name is his word of power. Right. <laughs> right. Somebody done fudged up. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I know. I, well, I, DC's I, legal department. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, yeah. but, yeah, so try that this week. See if you can find that Easter egg. Okay. And, you know, and... Also, give us your insight. What do you guys yeah. think about these DC horror directors coming in and uh, and directing these feel good, lighthearted movies that are yeah, we'll doing see, doing great uh, and yeah. fun, yeah. but directed by horror folk. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so I actually had something DC film related. Okay. Uh, so Ooh. when we did the episode, where we went through and talked about all the movies coming out this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the movies listed was The Joker. Right. And yeah. I explicitly said that I was not interested in this film at all. Right. Has your opinion changed now that there's a trailer? No, it's still the same. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched the trailer. Stephanie doesn't like horror or clowns. So oh. and they've okay, turned yeah. and they turned Joaquin Phoenix very much clown like yeah, unlike he's, he's more face paint. Than usual. Yeah. I mean before oh, yeah. yes the Joker had kind of a clown look to him. But he, oh, but it was still very obvious that it was just kind of like he put on like lighter toned. Whoops, sorry, hit the mic. Uh, hit lighter toned uh, paint or whatever, and then didn't do like much else really big into finding in like the red or like the other colors. Oh, yeah. Right. This time it is full on. Let me take a like a circus clown's makeup idea and throw it on my face. Oh yeah, this yeah, is straight blue diamonds. Like, guys I and mean, stuff. this is Taxi Driver, but a clown version <laughs> is what it looks like to me. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, when I watched that figure, I'm like, okay. So he's doing the dark, gritty, like taxi driver kind of thing, but this this guy's a, a stand-up comedian and a clown instead. Uh, Got see, that, it. That, so. makes, that makes me less interested in seeing this. <laughs> that's just that's what it looks like to me. I, so. I actually I didn't realize that there was a trailer until Stephanie but and I, talked I about it. But I also have a, uh, a hot take on Joker stuff that everybody else agrees with. So okay, all right, well, it fair is enough. what it is about. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, but apparently there's a trailer out, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, I don't think I will. I think I'll just kind of keep it yeah. to the wayside, and if it comes up in the theaters, then I'll sit through it but yeah. I think for right yeah. now I'm good yeah, so. yeah. that's fair and that's, and that's interesting on that one too because from what I understand that one doesn't it's not tied to any continuity whatsoever or anything it's this just is a 100% standalone film yeah yeah DC has this this plan now where none of their their movies may or may not tie into each other yeah. we don't know which I okay. think is that's fine I'm yeah. okay with that like, yeah. it, because it'll give them opportunity to do things like this where a Joker movie where it doesn't right. have to tie into anything. They can just do a mm-hmm. unique story. Yep. And also gives them a chance to delve into what I think they should be making movies of, which is their Elseworld stories. Sure. They have ridiculous, ridiculous back catalog of an insane amount of alternate stories they can be telling. And, like, who? Why, why build a universe when we can just, like, hey, Batman's a Nazi and Superman's fighting him. Go. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, let's do those movies. Um, like, okay. Uh, Josh and Stephanie, have you guys watched any of the Justice League action cartoon? And I not a very long time. Yet, no. no, so there's a new there's a newer series called Justice League Action. That's, that's the one for oh. the, uh, it's, it's targeted more towards a uh, much younger audience, correct? Well, so. Is it on the DC Universe thing? It's not, it's on Hulu. Oh, it may or may not be. I actually, I don't have the DC Universe thing, so I, I can't tell you for sure. Okay. But it's on Hulu. Uh, it's okay. airing on Cartoon Network. The episodes are 11 minutes, like Teen Titans Go, where Steven Universe are basically the way Cartoon Network's making cartoon. Now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they'll air two at a time, right? Uh, but my buddy was showing me something over the weekend where uh, one of the episodes is, is it's a Halloween episode it's called Threat or Treat or Trick or Threat Trick or Threat okay uh, it's a House of Mystery episode oh really yeah like 
Kane comes out and introduces the episode as the narrator and like talks about the house of mystery and like these kids dressed as the Justice League walk in and have this adventure in the house of mystery. Um, which interesting uh, the house of mystery uh, you okay. could probably describe the house of mystery better than I can but it was like an anthology series where it was kind of DC telling kind of creepy yeah. tales from the crypt but not horror stories okay right yeah um, they were they were supernatural yeah. stories set in the DC yeah. universe okay basically and, okay. and the house of mystery uh, was run by Cain uh, who is the brother of Abel from the bible um all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so that's where the Christian myth and, and the, yeah. all that stuff ties in. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, if there's religion, DC is like, yeah, it's another thing. Yeah. Cool. Marvel right. 2. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel 2. They're just like, yeah, you believe in that God? Cool. Yeah. Come they on exist. over. They exist. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there's True. totally a House of Mystery episode in Justice League Action. I haven't really sat down yeah, and watched a lot of that. I'm going to have look that up now. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm like, oh, well, if they're going to be willing to go well, that you know, weird. Like, with their animation stuff, I think DC always kills it with their animation. Like, yes. like the, when they did, they had the the Batman cartoon with Diedrich Bader, where it was like the old '60s style Batman. Yeah, the Brave and, and the Bold. The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Yes, that show killed it all yeah. the time. Like there were so, so many random, and some of it was like, "This is not for kids," but it was right. hilarious. And the kid, like, <laughs> it just, I get it. It's like, okay, well, I understand. I watched stuff that was really, really wasn't yeah. for me, but I loved it as a kid. You know, my parents would laugh at it too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's one where there's a musical number singing about Batman and Green Arrow yeah, and stuff with yeah. the, the birds of prey so, and everything. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes. So, funny story. Uh, that show came out when I still watched Cartoon Network very heavily because that's because mm -hmm. that show came out right around the time the Cartoon Network decided to do like a whole Friday night lineup called Are You Seeing This? Like C N and not C N. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it consisted of, you you know, the, the shows interchanged occasionally, but it usually consisted of the same kind of four-esque yeah. actionist shows. The one that started it off for at least the first few years they had it was Batman Brave of the Bold. Mm -hmm. And so I watched it, watched the next two shows after that, and then watched Star Wars The Clone Wars. So I, I, I have seen almost every episode of Batman Brave of the Bold, and it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I remember so, that episode. Would anybody ask me about that? Like, well, what was that, what was that show like? And I, I just always kind of sum <laughs> it, it up. Funny. It was like, you know that joke in Spaceballs with the... What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> That's basically every episode of Brett Batman Brave yeah. and Bold. Is that yeah. kind of humor? Yeah. Yep. But done so well. It's like Batman so and well. like it's like it's like the Scooby Doo episodes where Scooby Doo it's teamed totally, up with like yeah, all like the, the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. and stuff. And it's Batman totally, and yeah, <laughs> it's totally those kind of episodes. It's great. Show. Yeah, the format for Justice League action is that it's it's basically Trinity team up. Okay. Right? So every episode has Superman or Wonder Woman or Batman okay. or some combination of them with some other DC hero. Okay. Um, so like the, the Trick or Thread episode, it's, it's Batman and, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Zatanna, because it's written by Paul Dini, so of course Zatanna's okay. in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, who was the third one? Dr. Fate okay. and John Constantine. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it okay. makes sense for the House of M. Right. I mean, for the House of Mystery. House of Mystery, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Dollar um, for murder, those whole crew. Right. right. I, I hear Dr. Fate and Satan, and all I can think about is the stuff that's happened in the Young Justice animated series. So, I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along those lines. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then John Constantine's just in there, because why not? And instead of smoking cigarettes all the time, he has lollipops. That's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's so good, man. Yeah, if you want a nice, lighthearted way to introduce the next generation of kids to the DC universe, 
Justice League action is is doing. And I'm saying this only I've only watched like three or four episodes. So yeah. I gotta I gotta get in. And you're not even a DC guy either. I'm so. not. I'm not. Uh, but uh, the listen, fact when, that you didn't they, know what House of Mystery was it, right. that warms my heart a little <laughs> well, bit. So again, I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a DC guy, but I am a comic book. That's guy. true. That's so, true. So like I, my DC depth <laughs> knowledge. Though, I've, I've met a lot of guys that even own comic book shops that still don't know anything about the other school of that's, comics that they don't read. That's so. unfortunate. Yeah. I, yeah, I uh, when I had my store, I was trying to read more DC stuff than Marvel stuff, which was tough because I was already reading half the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, if I'm gonna put this much side into, this much time into one side, I gotta put it into the other. Yeah. Well. yeah. You know, and so I read a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, because I I needed to know my product. I needed yeah, to know what I, I was selling, yeah. right? You gotta do what so, you gotta do. Yeah, yeah it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. It yeah. makes sense to me, but, you know, I'm a person that devours comic books anyway. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of, we're kind of going back to the uh, the trailer stuff, another yeah. trailer yeah. dropped this morning for The Adams Family. Yeah, I read something about them doing an animated version of it. Yeah, yeah it's and like a weird, like, the sanity of that because thing. Raul Julia uh-huh. nailed it. Sure. Which should you ever do anything again after that? I don't know. Good uh, question. Well, but here's the thing: is Raul Julia didn't define the Adams family. No, right? No. Like, was he great at Gomez? Absolutely. But he's also not John Aston. Yeah. Right. Fair so, enough, fair like, we yeah, you're. But I also our generation like, definitely family, grew up with those like, movies. That's kind of a random property to be bringing back again now. Yeah, yeah. So Stephanie mentioned this to me at lunch, and I did. I did watch the the teaser trailer that they put out. Um, I realized that, like, Adam's Family is kind of one of those weird things where, like, it started as a newspaper strip, right, yeah. and then became the TV show, and then kind of lay dormant for, like, 20 years. Yeah. Maybe 30 years. And then they did the movies in the early, like, the well, early mid-90s. It was always in syndication over that time. It though. was. But it there was, was no... on afternoon TV right. every day for, like, 30 years. But there was no new stuff. No, no, there right? wasn't new stuff. Because, uh, I mean, like, the, the but 90s remain, movies. But that like, the Munsters? Sure. Those absolutely. Like, our generation, we know what those. Those weren't new at all when no, we were kids. Right, they but I watched been on Monsters, the air forever. I watched but Monsters we, like, Nick yeah. at night every day. Well, so. the, or afternoon school, anything right. like that. You know what I mean? They right. were on all the time. Mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. little classics, Mark and Mindy, all that kind of stuff. Sure, you know. So. But when you when you go and you think about it, right? Like so, so we got the Adams Family movies in the mid '90s or whatever, and yeah. then there was that animated series that was based on that. Yeah. And there's been no Adam's Family in anything the since fantastic then. Fantastic NES game, Fester's Quest. Sure, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can call it fantastic, I guess. I um, love that game. I didn't own that game. I will die I, on that I, 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 <laughs> Rest in peace, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so the only reason why I know the Adam's Family is mainly because of my family. Yeah. And I've also seen the movies, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, don't about forget it, MC Hammer did soundtrack for the second that's one. right that's right oh the my Adam's god Groove. yeah yeah okay okay so but yeah no i that was the other trailer that i had because that released today and i watched it and i'm like okay sure yeah i uh it's got a lot of big names in it though for like i love the first Adam's family movie the second one was kind of intermiss but the sure. first one was so good the humor in it, there was so much subtle humor in there i just the second one had that awesome speech where Wednesday was playing the uh, oh, was right, Native the camp, American girl the camp, in the camp. That was, that right? was a great the one. Whole, that, that scene <laughs> where she's talking about, like, your people will drink highballs yeah, and yeah, my yeah. people will sell knickknacks by the road. The villain I didn't really care about right. too much in the second one. Although, although I have to give credit to... Uh, um, Christian uh, oh, Angelica Houston? No, no, no. Uh, Cusack. Uh, wasn't she Joan the, Cusack? Wasn't, Joan, wasn't Joan the... I think she was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. she was the villain in the second one. Yeah. If I'm getting that wrong, I'm sorry. I just... It's been a while since I've seen the second one. It's, yeah. But, you know. It came it, out in, like, 1994. Yeah, everybody <laughs> in those movies was fantastic. I yeah. loved everybody. Yeah. yeah. Just, I didn't yeah, feel yeah. like that villain was as strong as it was in the first one. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, but, but like, the, so the whole the, the camp, camp scene yeah. justifies that entire movie. The entire, the whole camp 
yeah storyline yeah. justifies a lot of stuff in yeah. that movie. nice yeah. so yeah. do we have uh, anything else well I, I can I can switch it up a little bit oh yeah right yeah so uh, Walmart just uh, put up a bundle for the Nintendo Switch Ooh. Oh. see what I did there switching it up yeah. switch bundle so it's a it's a build a bundle like a uh, builder yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, like, are we talking like build a bundle like Nintendo Labo build stuff, or uh, are we talking? Well, so here's here's the deal. It's three hundred and twenty nine ninety nine, which is thirty dollars more than a Switch costs. Okay, right. Uh, so you get your choice of either the the uh, the Switch with either the black Joy Cons or the red and blue ones. So okay. however you feel about your controllers, uh, then you get to pick one of five games, and the five games you get to choose are Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. Super Mario Party, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, or Splatoon 2. Uh, you get the Imatic Backpack, so you can slip your Switch and everything right into it and keep it safe. Okay. And then you get two sets of enamel pins. Uh, so when you put all this together, it comes out to just over $400. Yeah. Wow. So you're saving about 70 bucks. That's cool. Um, I paid $300 for just the Switch. Yeah. Right? And then I went and bought Mario Kart 8 and... Street Fighter. Uh, so I ended up paying like four ten when yeah. I got my Switch a year, uh, about two years ago. Okay. Um, so now, yeah, for three twenty nine ninety nine, so three hundred thirty dollars, you're basically getting a game for half off, and you get some free pins in a bag. Yeah, that's great. Right? Nice. So yeah. okay, very nice. So if you uh, haven't bought a Switch those yet, those enamel pins are those the ones that are good for the touchscreen on the the Switch? Oh, pins. I'm sorry, pins like you oh, put okay, on your okay, jacket okay. and okay, stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a set. There's two sets of enamel pin, pins. Pin, not pen. Correct. Not okay. pen. Okay. Pin. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's two sets. Uh, they're both Mario themed. One is it's like Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Peach, Wario, okay. Koopa that's Troopa. Cool. Toad. Uh, the other one, they're all Mario Kart themed, so it's all the characters in their carts, and then one of them is Lakitu with the camera, um, nice. nice filming you. So, yeah, or was it the flag? One of the two. One of those things. I, yeah. Either way, uh, it's an awesome deal. I'm not a pin guy necessarily, yeah. so I only you know like, well, calling, if I, calling all Disney nerds who collect pins. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if you want some Mario stuff, um, yeah. So go to Walmart.com and go get yourself a Switch. And uh, a half-off game. And is it only available on the website, or is it available it in the stores It looks like well? it was only available on the website. Oh, okay. uh, okay. I actually went through the process, because it, it's like, here's the things. And I was like, what, what games are there? Yeah. And so like, I was like, all right, let's pick this Switch, and let's see what are the games. And so I wrote them all down, and I was like, what else do you get? The backpack and uh, your choice of this one or the other set of pins. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. So if I didn't already have a Switch, I'd probably jump yeah, on Yeah, just this. for getting the game with it is worth it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just, yeah, yeah, just that alone. Yeah. So um, Damn, I have to think about doing that. I'd like a. I still haven't gotten to play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then also for the Switch, um, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out in a couple weeks, um, and it was someone someone was doing something and they found that the game itself is going to be 6.537 gigabytes. Whoa! But there's a day one patch that's almost 16 gigabytes for specifically the Switch version of Mortal Kombat 11. Which means I don't know what that card is shipping with. Okay. I wonder if that's the digital only version or. Well, it's a day one I if, patch. I wonder if they're though. doing that. Uh, something that I noticed that some some game companies have been doing mm-hmm. uh, is that even if you buy the the physical, the physical media copy, of it, yeah. you still have to download the whole stinking game. Right. Mm. Right. And I was like installing and it, like you look at it like what do you mean 512 megabytes? Like how does that entire game 512 megabytes? Right. And then all of a sudden it'll pop up and say like oh we need to download this patch. It'll be like 16.2 gigabytes. Right. Oh. Like okay there's my game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, WWE 2K18? 2K19? 18. 2K18. Um, 
for the Switch, like, I don't know how big the game was, but the patch you had to download for it was like 32 gigs. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, uh, that's the entire Switch hard drive. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, so what what the, what the hell's on the cart? Yeah. You know? That's yeah. craziness. Uh, yeah. So as a result, I didn't buy that game, and I kind of don't want to buy Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, granted, Mortal Kombat X was too violent for me as it was. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm old now, and <laughs> I don't want to see dead things. Like, I don't want... Can't well, you turn the violence down though in Mortal Kombat? I thought they always had that like the you can't turn it up any higher because it's already at ten, but you can turn it down to like uh, five if you want. Maybe I don't know. I've hmm. never bothered to look. Um, I could be wrong, but there, for some reason there, I thought they had that option in there to you, tone down the violence. You might a just be thinking of the blood code in Mortal Kombat One on Sega Genesis. No, for some reason I thought <laughs> they did that. I thought they had a like a toned down maybe. option on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, we'll have to look some, at that. some of those fatalities though were just too. So here's the thing: like the first handful of Mortal well, yeah, Kombat. I don't think they're going to tone down the fatalities, but I think right. like, it'll and be like, it'll turn off like that's the, the part that got the, too when you hit somebody and all of a sudden you see the X-ray of their bones breaking oh, and no, things that, like that. That, that oh. part's fine. Oh, Oof. that part's fine. It's just fatalities. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Some oh, of the fatalities. Oh, never mind. You're at your SOL. Yeah. Yeah. It just, <laughs> I thought you were just yeah. talking about like the the blood and no, the no, general no, no, like, no, violence no, of it. That part's fine. So yeah, it's just the old ones were like cartoony. Right, and it was yeah. like, oh, look, here's reptile. He pulls his mask off, and he's a lizard guy. Oh and yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah. Jaw, and he yeah. just wait, right, and like that's cool because it was silly. But like the new ones are, they're like really brutal. It's like he'll yeah. like pin you against this wall, rip in, rip your heart out, break it in front of you, and then like smash on your face type thing. Like in Mortal Kombat 10, one of Scorpion's fatalities involves like him. Like putting you through a portal with his like with his spear through you, and then you're, he's hanging you, and he cuts your face off. Okay, it, it's like. All right, the part where he's like hanging you with the spear through the portals and stuff—that's neat. But why is he cutting your face off? Like that's—I yeah. know maybe conflating a couple different fatalities there. But it's, like, it's like the "I'll kill you till you're." It's like the uh, "I'll kill you even when you're dead" type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's 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 literally overkill. overkill. <laughs> yeah, they'll saying you can't kill us what's already dead. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kills again. Right. Hold yeah. my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I probably wasn't gonna buy Mortal Kombat 11 anyways, but uh, since I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox One, I yeah. would have had to get the Switch version. And I don't want to fill up my entire hard drive. Yeah. That's fair. That's you understandable, know, Just a day man. one patch. That's understandable. So, yeah. Speaking of patches, uh, I don't know if anybody out there is still playing Anthem. But if you are, there was a big quality of life update today for Anthem. So I'm okay. going to check that out at some point. Uh, when, uh, well, I should say today, as of the time of us recording this, sure. there was a quality of life update. Okay. Um, so I'm going to check that out later. And uh, if yeah. anybody cares, let us know. I can report back on that. But just for those of you out there still chugging along with that game, quality of life update. Um, other things, uh, there's more controversy on the Borderlands 3 thing, Epic Store exclusive. People aren't happy about that. Mm. Some people are. Mm. Take it how you will. Uh, sure. It's mostly just a PC issue. Those of us who are playing on consoles, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Cool. <laughs> okay. Whatever. With, yeah, it's, yeah, it's completely a PC issue, so that's that's all on those people. But uh, we got more information about that, the release date and stuff like that. There's like 20 different versions of the game you can pre-order now. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the re-release of the pre-sequel, uh, I've gotten further into that. Okay. Did a real good job with it. Nice. Uh, they did enough updates to it to make it good without changing enough of the old game to really do anything that you're like, oh, man, they did. Oh, like, okay. So, okay. Cool. So quality game, if, you, if uh, you've got the PC version of that and that update, definitely go check it out. Nice. All right. Nice. Cool. So, um, how much time we got left? I, mean, I feel like we're I feel like we're reaching the end of our episode. We got we got a few minutes. We got a few minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, WrestleMania was this weekend. It was. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just just a couple quick notes, real quick. Uh, this year was WrestleMania 35. Um, it was the first time in 35 years that the ladies headlined WrestleMania. So Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter, uh, Ronda Rousey, former UFC Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch, who is the man, because she beat 
Charlotte Flair to become the champion. So she's get a girl, mm-hmm. the, right? Because oh, okay. Ric Flair's whole thing was to be the man. You got to yeah. beat the man, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And Becky was the women's champion, so she was like, "Well, you got to beat me if you want to be the man." So right oh. now I'm the man. Okay, and nice. It's stuck. stuck. She's a woman calling herself the man. It's stuck. Yeah, excellent. It works, yeah, sorry. excellent. Um, but yeah, so the women triple threat main evented WrestleMania this year. It was a lot of fun. Um, WrestleMania was like twelve and a half hours long. That's not entirely true. No, I was um, like, good lord. It, it was legitimately almost six hours. Okay. Plus a two-hour pre-show. Wow. God, yeah. you know what? Hearing WrestleMania 35 makes me feel very old. Right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. No, there's been 35 of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember watching one of the first ones. Uh-huh, yeah. I it started in the first one. I, I literally started, what, 1985. I literally was, uh, started watching... Was that the Hogan and Andre one? No, that was three. Those three, okay. Yeah. That was the first one I ever saw, so okay, I saw so that was three. 1987. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started watching wrestling the day after WrestleMania 9. So, because the story of, of Hulk Hogan overcoming Yokozuna was the like yeah. best best bad guy getting their come up in story I'd heard up to that point in my life. And I was like, well, I got I to gotta start checking this out then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they have taken the numbers off of WrestleMania every year because they don't want to make anyone feel old. Okay. It, 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 officially, it's just WrestleMania, um, but it happened to be the 35th year. So wow. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the 35th anniversary of WrestleMania. Oh dear. Well, they tried that for 25, <laughs> and then everyone pointed out that's not how anniversaries work. Because WrestleMania yeah. 1 isn't the first anniversary. WrestleMania 26 is the That's 25th true. anniversary That's of WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was the 34th anniversary yeah, of WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> confusing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, numbers are weird. Don't worry okay, about it. Okay, fair enough. Um, but speaking of numbers, uh, the wrestler Kurt Hawkins has been on a two, well, before Sunday, was on a 269-match losing streak. Whoa. Wait, is that the red-headed guy I saw, like, screaming about something in the ring when I was randomly strolling through Twitter? Yes. Earlier? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kurt Hawkins has been around for a while. Um, he's been in and out of the WWF or WWE a couple, a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, I still call it WWF. Too. Yeah, it's fine. It, it was the World Wrestling Federation. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. At one point, it was World the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment was the like the parent company. Yeah, uh, they got the F out as they said. <laughs> so it's just WWE now. Um, I still think it was weird that the Wildlife Federation. Yeah. Wanted that. Yeah. That was just so weird to me that they fought that battle. Well, sorry, so, I know that's off topic. It's, it's just, a tiger versus a wrestler. It was just—it was a weird we battle. Can, we can go down this rabbit hole if you want. Well, you don't have time for that rabbit hole, do? Uh, I, no, we probably don't. Um, next time. Next okay. time. Next, next time. You'll, you'll, next time. Because that's something like I don't like. I never understood that one. I remember when it happened. I was just like, "What? Okay, cool. Why would you? I'm Why down, would you want to fight them for that? I'm writing down on my notes: WWF versus WWF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kurt Hawkins won a match. Yay. So his 269 match losing streak is over, and he and his buddy Zack Ryder are now the Monday Night Raw Tag Team Champions. Yay! So good that job. Is, that is fantastic. Um, so what was he angry about then? Losing before. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, unless you happen to see uh, something about like screaming about the fans and McMahon's and yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, uh, uh, I I happened to watch the last like hour of Raw last night, and I usually don't watch. Oh, a lot it was of a Raw. Shows. Okay, I thought it was WrestleMania. I just saw somebody uh, talking about WrestleMania. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn had been out with an injury. He came back last night on Raw after okay. WrestleMania, and he was like, "Hey, uh, from your reaction, I guess you guys missed me." But because he's a bad guy, he's a heel, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't miss any one of you. You all suck. Blah blah blah. 
All you can do is criticize. You don't have the balls to get in the ring like I do. I don't oh, care okay, what okay. any of you think. Yeah. Okay. Because so. it was framed like he was talking crap about the fans and the yes. McMahons. Uh, I was like, is this a real thing? Or are we? No, okay. no, no, no. So it was a, tur- a heel turn thing. What well, was a it reestablishing that he's still a heel? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. The thing is, Sami Zayn's a great wrestler. So there's this weird thing in wrestling now where everyone, since we all know it's staged, right? Uh, I don't want to use the F word. Um, no, it's not fake. It's 100% real. It's just a staged production. Right. Like, just like every television show. Those dudes show. hurt the crap out of themselves doing yes. that stuff. Like when they jump off of a table, you can't fake jumping 20 feet from in the air onto a table. You right. can't fake that. I'm sorry. No, right. you can't. You can't fake that. Absolutely can't. Uh, but now, be- you can fake getting mad at the guy that threw you off the 20-foot drop onto the right. table. You can totally fake that Absolutely. part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so because we all know it's staged. Yes. Um, uh People are more accepting of villainous wrestlers if they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Okay. Right? And so Sami Zayn is supposed to be a bad guy, but he's really good at it. And so we all appreciate the effort he puts in. Yeah. We well, should all be playing along with Ted DiBiase is the bad guy, but people always love Ted DiBiase. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the Million Dollar Man may be the best gimmick in wrestling yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, especially the Undertaker if you, wasn't always a good guy. No. You know? But we always loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so Sami Zayn hadn't been around for nine months because he'd been out with an injury. He came back, and everyone cheered because they were excited to see him. And then to reestablish that he's a bad guy, he had to come out and rant yeah, on the fans. Yeah, so, oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, so, before there was the people's eyebrow, there was Rocky Maivia. Yeah, and everyone right. chanted, die, Rocky, die. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a couple of brief sport-ish type things to go oh, over. Oh, sorry. Just I had one more note for WrestleMania that was okay. very important. Go ahead. I need to open up my phone anyway. Cool. Uh, Kofi Kingston won the WWF, WWE Championship. Uh, he is the first black man in history to do that. N- nicely really? done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, dude. Um, there had been other, like, Ron Simmons was the first African-American to win a world championship in WCW. Uh, oh, Bo- okay. WWE. Yes. Specifically okay, okay. the WWE. Sorry, I was like, got no, no, no. It. I was like, I could have sworn other people <laughs> yeah. had. Okay, yeah. okay, that Booker makes way T more sense. Booker T had won the world heavyweight championship in WWE, but it was not the WWE championship. Okay, the okay, big okay. one, the big Kahuna, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the exception is The Rock is half black, half Samoan, and yeah. he did win it. Uh, so I guess there's. It was the WWE already by then. It was, well, it was WWF. Okay, but uh, I think I think he had it during the crossover at some point. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Um, okay. But, yeah, uh, or, yeah, he did in 2014 after his WWE. So, yeah, uh, but Kofi Kingston's first African... Kofi Kingston was born in Ghana, so he is literally as African-American as you can get. He was born in Africa. He is now an American citizen. He He went to Boston College. He is as African-American as you can get. Uh, He is the first African-American man to hold the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment World Heavyweight Championship. That's impressive. Good on him, man. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's that's all I got for. I mean, there were yeah, other man. matches, but those were like the really. Yeah, because I mean, regardless of how you feel about the stage nuts or anything like that, like just the fact that he was able to work himself up to that point. I mean, because it takes a tremendous amount of physical discipline, mm-hmm. mental discipline, everything to be one of those people. Because yes, they're a sports figure, but they're right. also an actor as well. Right. And I'm sorry, but I would give these guys way more credit than I'll give a majority of the people that win Oscars every year. Yeah. Because these guys, a lot of times, their performance is way more believable. Yeah. 
especially when you guys some of those guys that have like that genuine hate in their eyes for their mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and but they you know you can see them later on they don't actually hate that person you know? yeah. but when they're on that stage they're staring them down and they're mm-hmm. in that ring like you get that general like oh man they hate yeah. each other kind of like and they're doing all their own stunts yeah because you can't not and do their own stunts they're projecting that hate while at the same time yeah. going like oh god the disc in my back just did something really bad when I fell off that stage yeah, like oh yeah. but I hate you buddy like, <laughs> so, you know so I, I give those guys way more credit than I'm yeah. going to give anybody else like yeah. you know hey I, I, I love me some Bruce Willie yeah but I'm sorry Listen, I'm not as impressed as you know in with him having fake blood and die hard walking across the glass and I am these guys actually walking across glass right yeah <laughs> after they smash the bottle over yeah, someone yeah, else's head yeah. while yeah. monologuing about something else right you know, so you know, yeah yeah so I'm just gonna really quickly uh, kind of go over it so last week I mentioned that the WGI world championships had happened yes uh, congrats yeah. I wanted to say congrats to all the teams who uh, who did yes. who participated this weekend good job guys uh, and I just wanted to really quickly just kind of uh, give a shout out to the teams that took uh, first place in Independent and Scholastic World. Okay. Uh, Pride of Cincinnati for Independent World and at Avon High School for uh, Scholastic World. Good job, guys. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. congratulations. Right uh, the other one I want to say is, is that so the NCAA March Madness Tournament is over. We have a victor. It is the University of Virginia who, uh, interesting fun fact, is the very first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in March of 2018. They had quite a redemption tournament yeah. Yeah. to go from oh hey round Just one the story yeah yeah <laughs> go from round one you know losing to a sixteen seed team uh-huh. to suddenly oh remember that we lost last year not <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah good on that so, man yeah good, good job for all the people who won stuff this yeah. past weekend including the uh, WrestleMania yeah. and WWE yeah. people yeah absolutely. So, well, I think this is a good on episode. that note, man. Yeah. I think I think we're pretty much we're done for the day. That's that's all we got. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I could make up some stuff, but I mean, I can sit here and talk about Superman for the next three hours. But right. I don't think anybody wants to hear that right this second. Not today. Well, yeah. we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. There we go. So. All right. Which well, also, by the way, before we go, uh, folks out there listening, if you have anything that you guys want us to talk about in a special episode or anything like yes, that, in particular, like if you have a fandom that we haven't spoken about and you guys would like us to check out, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah, I'd be down to go binge watch some stuff as long as it's not Harry Potter, just so I can check out something <laughs> and talk about it for I'll a while. I'll handle Harry Potter. I, I like a lot more stuff than we typically end up talking about. Yeah. But like, listen, there's not a lot of Dragon Ball news going on. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, yeah. I mean, if there's something you guys want us to talk about specifically, like, hey, you know, you guys check this out. We, you know, I'd really like to hear what you guys think mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. just like something like a, just a random movie or a random mm-hmm. TV show or something like that, reach out. Let us know. Yeah. Like I, I would be more than happy. I'm sure everybody else would too. We, we, we we'd love to check those things out. And if there's something else going on around in the community, definitely reach out to us. Yeah. Let us know mm-hmm. about it so we can bring it up on here and let other people know about yep. it too. Find yep. us on at Atomic Monsoon on basically all the social medias that are important. Yeah. And, uh, and email soon us, YouTube. Soon YouTube and email us at atomicmonsoon at gmail.com. That's yeah. pretty much all we have. All right. Well, so. then until the next time. Shazam! Shazam! Bye!